the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is the president of what's called Rate Speed, uh, which is a mortgage-related product uh, named Jeff Corbett. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, thanks, Jordan. Glad to be here. Uh, let's just start a little bit about your background and uh, what what you've been doing uh, leading up to the creation of Rate Speed. Sure. Um, I started back uh, probably about 12 years ago investing in real estate. Started at the courthouse steps, buying short sales, foreclosures, what have you. Um, got really uh, uh, disappointed with the way the real estate, mortgage, and construction industries worked because when I was picking up these properties, I had to retain a realtor, retain a mortgage broker, retain a construction guy to help me market finance and, and fix up the properties that I was uh, involved with. So in typical entrepreneurial Caesar fashion, uh, I decided that I was going to start three companies, a mortgage brokerage, real estate brokerage, or construction outfit. Um, had them all under one roof for about five years and sold off the construction company and real estate company just to get rid of uh, uh, the headache, so to speak. Each company grew into its own own beast, I guess you would say. Uh, the idea originally was to have the companies inter-referral each, each other business, but they just grew into their own three businesses, and it just got to be too much for one guy wearing all the hats. And so I focused really on the mortgage aspect and the mortgage um, industry. That was kind of where uh, my bread and butter was. Um, when I came out of college, I worked for a bank and got to learn finance from the inside out. So uh, I had an epiphany one day in, in trying to think about how I could reinvent my business to differentiate myself from the sea of mortgage professionals out there and decided that if I started telling the truth about how the industry worked, how mortgage professionals made money, um, all the tricks and trades and practices that were going on at the time and educated my consumers to all of this um, and, like I say, telling the truth, really differentiated myself from about 90% of the industry. Um, consumers loved the aspect of being able to understand really the inner workings of the industry rather than being trying to be sold a product. And at that point, I never really sold a mortgage again. I just really started into the educational process. And when I started educating realtors because, you know, consumers would have their realtors call and ask, you know, if I was telling the truth about all this stuff really true and so on and so forth, I found that realtors were um, almost as naive as a typical consumer about how the industry worked. So started getting invited to speak at conventions, realtor conventions, investor conventions on, you know, the uh, beware of this in the mortgage industry, beware of that, the proper questions to ask when getting financing. And I educated my consumers and, and realtors so well that they got to the point where they would contact me and want to know what the price of a particular 30-year fixed or a five-year arm was on a given day. Um, and I was spending a lot of my time taking these individual consumers and having to price them out and their scenario out on a daily basis across five or six different lenders, which is a real time-intensive process. But, you know, I created the monster. I created the very educated, very enlightened consumer, so I had to uh, fulfill my promise to them. And that really was the impetus behind uh, rate speed. I needed an automated way to be able to show my consumers exactly what products they qualified for um, without any manipulation or inflation of rates or anything like that and uh, set out on a quest 
to uh, really just augment some technology that was already existing and available to mortgage brokers out there, which is a back-end underwriting system, kind of strip it down a little bit, turn it consumer-facing, and then allow them to go in and, you know, they know their, their criteria. They would enter their credit, financial, and property risk-based criteria, and it would uh, automatically scour my entire lender database, pulling back, pulling back best-case pricing. So, um, like I said, that was the impetus behind it, and it's been about a year and a half journey and two technology, I'm sorry, three technology providers and two startups later um, actually have a workable product up um, on ratespeed.com. Uh, we're very alpha right now and getting ready to push forward into uh, a new website and future iterations of the user interface. So, um, that's kind of like the uh, minute, minute and a half background of uh, where I come from to where I am. Very good. Let's talk a little bit about the industry uh, that you're saying. Uh, people in the industry, consumers, realtors don't really understand that much. What are some of the, the myths and, and misconceptions that people have about the mortgage industry today? Um, I guess, you know, I don't know about myth. There's just been a, a lot of misunderstanding about, you know, how the industry works. A lot of people got spoiled over the past, I'd say, five or six years when they're just giving money away. Um, in, in regards to if you had a 580 credit score and a pulse, um, you know, you could get 100% financing. Um, and I guess the, a myth that was uh, that would be uh, circulating around the industry is that mortgage professionals really have the ability to control rates, um, which they don't. Uh, it, rates are a commodity. They're driven by the mortgage-backed security market on Wall Street, uh, which is directly attached to the bond market. Um, so as investors are buying up or selling off mortgage-backed security bonds, rates rise and fall. Um, so consumers really don't understand that aspect and never understood that aspect of it. And they usually never explained um, the little-known aspect of yield spread premium, uh, which is a an option, which is supposed to be an option for consumers to finance all or part of their closing costs. And the way that yield spread premium works is, let's say, arbitrarily, you qualify for a 6% interest rate on a, on a 30-year fixed. Uh, if I can sell you as a mortgage professional six and a quarter, six and a half percent, the bank will rebate, supposed to be the consumer, but the, re, the bank will typically rebate the mortgage professional uh, a significant amount of money to do so in relation to their loan amount. Like I said, that money is supposed to be offered to the consumer to finance all or part of their closing costs, but all too often it ends up in the broker's pocket as a term of personal enrichment. This is the yield spread um, premium you're talking about, right? I'm sorry? This is the yield spread premium you're talking about. Yes, that's correct. So that's correct. under the RESPA laws, isn't this all supposed to be disclosed? And in fact, anything like that is supposed to be returned to consumers? It's just not being enforced? Or what's the problem here? Yeah, that's you. you've hit the nail on the head. Um, RESPA law dictates that uh, there are to be no rebates or kickbacks, so to speak, to the mortgage professional in, in regards to the transaction. Um, there's a few loopholes in the system. Um, brokers must disclose it. Do they? Do they? Yes, a lot of times it's done at the very last second, maybe 72 hours prior to closing, and the fee is hidden in the little left margin of the HUD-1 statement. If a consumer asks, hey, what's this fee over here? The broker will typically spin it off like, oh, it's the, it's, it's the fee that the, the bank pays me for delivering such a good quality client such as yourself. Don't worry about it. And so they kind of glass over it and move right on. Mortgage bankers, on the other hand, do not have to disclose yield spread premium, which is a huge conflict of interest and 
such a degree of hypocrisy that I mean, it amazes me that it's allowed to happen. So if you have a mortgage banker designation, which is little more than proving a little bit of net worth and that your business is, uh, you know, got a, a pretty respectable balance sheet, you're uh, essentially afforded a, a license to, to not have to disclose. And you can bury this yield spread premium, never have to disclose to the consumer that they qualified for a lower interest rate, and the banker gets to pocket it without any without any fear of restitution from uh, any regulatory agency. Nonetheless, as so a whole, when RESPA was passed in the first place, you're saying that mortgage bankers were exempted, whereas mortgage brokers had to pass these, had to follow these rules. Is that the way it works? Uh, that's exactly correct. Yes. And, and so, so it, it does seem kind of unfair to consumers. So. As you're saying, if you go to mortgage bankers, who in fact are underwriting the loans themselves and have a warehouse line, that they're going to end up charging you a yield spread premium, and you'll never really know about it, and therefore it's costing you a lot more compared to going to a mortgage broker. So you should go to mortgage brokers instead of mortgage bankers? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say go to one or the other. In, if you're a savvy shopper, if you're a savvy consumer, you should be able to tell the difference between, um, you know, a, a mortgage broker or a, mor a mortgage banker is, is offering you. If a mortgage banker is offering you, you know, a six percent rate with X amount of fees, and a mortgage broker is offering you six and a quarter percent with X amount of fees, you know, it's pretty easy to tell, you know, who's offering the better deal um, on that regard. But um, there's a, there was a Harvard study done, um, and it was commissioned by Congress to um, explore the effects of the difference between a mortgage broker and a mortgage banker's offer. And so that's why I say a savvy consumer ought to be able to disseminate through and decide you know, who's offering the better deal. But it turns out 70% of the time, uh, when presented with the exact same deal from a mortgage broker or a mortgage banker, the consumer will incorrectly identify the mortgage banker's deal as being the better deal because of these skewed disclosure practices. And 60% um, of the time, they will incorrectly identify the mortgage broker's deal as a better deal if it is, in fact, a worse deal than what the mortgage broker is, is, uh, is, is offering. And that's because of these skewed disclosure rules. Um, it's, it, it can be very confusing to the consumer unless they know exactly what they're looking for. And is this something you're helping them uh, go through at ratespeed.com? Yes. Uh, the, the real core of the, of the application of what RateSpeed does, we don't originate mortgages, we don't sell leads, um, you know, we don't, we're not a Ditech, we're not a lending tree, we're not a bank rate uh, or anything like that. All we, our core value proposition as a company, what we do is we maintain the purity and integrity of information that flows from the wholesale market to the consumer's eyeballs, but we keep the mortgage professional in the middle of the transaction. So what the consumer gets to, uh, has access to, what they're able to see when they're using rate speed on a mortgage professional's website, be it a broker or a banker, is that raw, transparent, wholesale information. Um, with, and the mortgage professional has absolutely no ability to manipulate or augment that or charge a penny of yield spread premium without the consumer's uh, consent. And, and it's very clear to them exactly how much yield spread is being generated. So you're saying that other sites like LendingTree, like uh, Bankrate and so on, there are games going on where things are not transparent to the consumer and they're going to end up paying more uh, going through a place like a LendingTree. Absolutely. Um, if you want to talk a bit about LendingTree, I can explain their model and, and, and why it's rather inefficient real quick. Um, they, they aggregate information, personal consumer information, and then sell that lead 
to, it's supposed to be for mortgage professionals. I happen to know many mortgage brokers, many mortgage professionals who participated with LendingTree finding out that that lead is sold over 15 to 20 times. So in order for a mortgage professional to be part of the LendingTree community, they have to pay a fee to sign up to the community. They, need, they, they pay a fee for a per lead basis and they pay an additional fee when the loan closes. And the amount of that, that fee is dependent on what the loan amount size is. So lending tree leads are extremely expensive and that expense gets passed right on through to the consumer um, because the mortgage professional has to recoup their cost of what they have into the loan. Of course, they need to make profit. And uh, so anybody who is going through lending tree is likely to get charged uh, for a mortgage that is much more expensive than if they went through a, a traditional, um, a, you know, straight to the broker or straight to a lender. Um, Actually, Jeff, we yes, have a lot of games. You know, when, when you're selling leads like that off to just any four brokers or any four bankers or even more than that, it's really doing nothing to regulate or improve the experience. You're still at the mercy of the mortgage profession on the other end and, and how they do business. Here we have to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Jeff Corbett, uh, who is the president of RateSpeed.com, uh, talking about the home mortgage business. We'll be back after this. talk about his money call us toll free 866-472-5790 and talk to the experts we talk money all the time voice america business technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business on cio talk radio we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do as well as its risks heard every wednesday at 9 a.m central 7 a.m pacific sunjo gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology to learn more about this show visit www.ciotalkradio.com keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. All we talk about is money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Jeff Corbett, uh, who's the president of RateSpeed, which is uh, a website, ratespeed.com, which helps you find the best possible deals on a mortgage. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Thanks, Jordan. 
we were just talking briefly about LendingTree.com, and since this is something people are probably familiar with, I just want to get into that a little bit more. You're saying that there's a lot of fees along the way that the mortgage broker is paying to participate in the system. How does that get passed through to consumers? That's not clear to me how all these higher fees end up getting uh, taken out of the consumer's pocket. Well, if I'm a mortgage professional and I get a lead through LendingTree and I had to pay, say, $50 for the lead and they took another $500 uh, upon closing of the loan, I now have $550 worth of cost into that loan. So I need to make at least $551 for me to begin to make a profit on that loan. Uh, in reality, um, you know, uh, most mortgage professionals will make one to two points on a given loan, let's say two points on a $200,000 mortgage, you know, that, that's about $4,000. I've already had 550 of that, you know, eaten in. So that's kind of what I mean by passing on through to the consumer. If it's costing me $550 for this lead, I need to make five, at least 551 to start to make a profit. And most mortgage professionals have a set the dollar amount that they like to make per loan, so that fi- it's going to be that set dollar amount plus the five hundred and fifty-one bucks or five hundred and fifty dollars. So you're saying if you went to the same lender, not through Lending Tree, uh, that you could actually pay less uh, because they wouldn't have to have that fee to, to pay back. In theory, yes, um, because the lead would be far less expensive. They don't have that five hundred and fifty-dollar cost, and, you know, and again, an arbitrary number. Um, the mortgage professional has the ability to charge less because they're not paying nearly as much for that lead. Yeah. So let's tell me a little bit more about RateSpeed itself. Exactly when people go to the website, and this is, I assume, for consumers uh, to go to as well as uh, mortgage professionals, what are they going to find there and how should they use the information they see there? What they're going to find is a very simple interface that is asking uh, anonymous credit financial and property related criteria. It's called risk-based pricing criteria. Uh, First thing you'll notice is we do not ask for your name, your address, your phone number, your social security number, a drop of blood, or anything along those lines that you'll typically find in a lot of these mortgage aggregators because those things have absolutely nothing to do with what you qualify for. Um, So what you will see is, like I say, a series of questions all of which are very targeted and have a lot to do with exactly what interest rate you qualify for. The only personal piece of information we ask for is an email address, and that is just so we can email you the rates that you see. We don't do any sort of drip campaign or spamming or anything like that. But in any case, a consumer fills out these uh, 19 different fields, 19 different questions uh, in relation to the property, your credit, and their financial scenario. It then uh, scours, it's a search engine, it scours against roughly 20 wholesale lenders out there and pulls back the best case rate and pricing results. Uh, so a consumer gets to see exactly, for the first time, exactly what they qualify for and if they're willing to accept a higher rate, uh, exactly how much yield spread and that generates and how that translates into dollars and then what they can use that for. Uh, it, like I said, it's, it's an anonymous, transparent mortgage application. Um, there is it should be no fear from the consumer as far as someone taking their information and calling them, you know, incessantly. And but most importantly, uh, they know that what they are seeing is truly what they qualify for, truly what is available on the wholesale market, which has never been disclosed in this sort of fashion before. Um, this information pipeline is typically highly regulated and highly controlled and highly veiled by a mortgage professional. It is a real paradigm shift in, in how information is disclosed uh, within the mortgage industry. 
So are you going to run into resistance from the mortgage people who don't want <coughs> consumers to see what's actually going on? Uh, yeah, I run into a lot of resistance. Uh, I've been kind of championing this cause for well over a year and a half now, and I find that when uh, discussing this model and, and this way of doing business, um, a lot of mortgage professionals, there's a lot of pushback did not like the idea at all because in the days of the refi boom, you were able to lower somebody's interest rate by you know a full percentage point and still make two points on the back end. And you know why they didn't want to leave any money on the table. As the industry has changed, as the credit crunch has manifested itself, as the industry as a whole has started to to kind of splinter and disintegrate, and the underwriting guidelines have changed, and the business has just gotten a lot tougher. I find that a lot of the naysayers have become um, some of my most uh, uh, feverish adopters. Uh, you know, they now see the light, so to speak. Um, and you give me 15 minutes on the phone or to talk with any of them, even the you know the, the most staunch um, uh, opposers of this of this concept. Once they have a second to really wrap their head around it, actually fall in love with the concept because you know. Putting out exactly what you can offer people is is what should be done. It's it's the epitome of you know transparent disclosure. It's where this industry is moving. It is what Congress is lobbying for. It's coming one way, shape, form, or fashion or another. And this is a way for a mortgage professional to ride the progressive wave of innovation rather than get swallowed whole and spit back out the other end by it. Um, a lot of people have this misconception that I'm trying to eliminate YSP completely not the case. It should just be used for its intended purpose. A lot of people think that I'm trying to mandate how much that they can charge per loan. Completely not the case. You just have to disclose it up front in a very easy to read fashion in a flat fee. You know, you can't charge percentage points, you can't charge a list, a laundry list of fees, credit report processing, underwriting, mortgage brokers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It has to be just a flat fee that is disclosed up front, you know, at the time of RESPA. Making it a really simple, clear, succinct transaction for the for the consumer to be able to digest because for too long in the industry, it's been a game, uh, it's been a shell game, it's been, you know, baffle them with information that just goes over their head and, and then trying to get them to, you know, sign docs. You know, it's just a much more straightforward way of doing business in, in the mortgage industry and, and it's a way that consumers appreciate and it's kind of, I call it Pandora's box. Once you open this up and show consumers that this is how the industry works, this is really what they qualify for, this is how mortgage professionals charge for their money or charge for their services, they won't go back. A consumer won't go back. Um, so, yes, I do, I, I have gotten a lot of pushback and still get some pushback. But in today's market, it's been a lot more receptive. They become a lot more receptive because once they wrap their head around and understand that this is just a real common sense way of doing business, it's an automated way to allow consumers to come and shop their products, kick the tires, you know, save them time in that regard. And when a consumer's ready and they click through and they're interested in a, in a program or a rate or they want to talk to that mortgage professional, it's a much warmer relationship off the bat because the consumer knows they can trust this mortgage professional, that they're going to disclose everything to them. They've gotten over all those trust barriers, and the, and the relationship begins on the right foot. And, you know, instead of, you know, the, the consumer looking at the mortgage professional like they can't be trusted. You know, it's, a, it's really like a good housekeeping seal of approval for mortgage professionals that run this application on their website. What is yield spread premium supposed to be used for? You said, uh, you know, it's, it's in fact been 
kind of uh, fattening the pockets, the pockets of mortgage brokers, but what is the ideal reason it's supposed to be used, and under your system, how would it be used? Yield spread premium is a financial tool to, in order for, or that is supposed to allow consumers to finance all or part of their closing costs for accepting a higher rate than they would otherwise qualify for. That's always been its intended purpose. Its black letter law intended purpose is an option for consumers to finance all or part of their closing costs. And that's what rate speed really puts out there. Um, this, the whole disclosure issue as far as do mortgage brokers disclose this properly? Maybe, probably not. Do mortgage bankers disclose this properly? Usually never because they don't have to. Rate speed flips it right open on the table, flips the cards up on the table and, sh- and shows you exactly what the mortgage broker sees. So, you know, they have no ability to, to manipulate that information, shows what yield spread is generated, translates that into dollar amounts and tells the consumers point blank, this is your money. You can, you know, use it to pay down your, use it to pay down your closing costs. If it exceeds the broker banker fee, you can pay your third party closing costs. And if it exceeds both, they can use it to actually buy down the, um, uh, the, the price of the home. Uh, if you generate enough yield spread, if your loan amount is high enough. Where, where is that money actually coming from? Is the yield spread, are, are you borrowing that money if it's two points or something? I mean, you're not paying it at the closing table, Racing. Where does that money come from? It's the money that the bank is willing to pay for a consumer to accept a higher interest rate. For example, if you qualify for a 6%, um, you know, at 6.5%, if, if you can sell that, if a, a consumer is willing to accept that, that bank is going to be making a lot more money on a monthly basis in interest. So what the bank does is they will kick back a certain dollar amount for accepting that higher rate, knowing that they're going to recoup it within a relatively short period of time through the higher interest rate than the, you know, the consumer otherwise qualified for. So in, in, what advice would you give to people who are going into the situation if they do not have the money uh, for closing costs? Is it a good idea to accept a slightly higher rate? use the yield spread premium to pay your closing costs and get it done that way? Is that a better way to do it? Because otherwise what people do is put the closing costs into the loan and in fact they're paying interest for 30 years on their credit reporting fees or their you know, attorney's charges and kind of those kind of things. What's the yeah, better way to go? You're, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, and it really does depend on the borrower. Um, if they cannot afford to pay the closing costs out of pocket and cash, um, that's always the best way to go. Financing anything, of course, over a long period of time is going to ultimately cost more money. Um, that is typically the best way to go. Um, the second best way uh, is usually to you know, take a slightly higher interest rate, take that money that is intended for the consumer and pay those closing costs. And I'd say the, the other alternative, the last alternative, is to, if you're doing a refinance, um, to roll that up into the loan amount um, some purchase loans will allow you to roll up some of the closing costs into the loan amount. Those laws and underwriting standards have gotten a lot more strict here in recent years. You used to be able to roll up up to 6% of related closing costs, and I think that's now down to 3 So, um, you know, you're, 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 that's all part of the credit crunch and, and the tightening within the industry. So, But, you know, it's a great tool, you know, and, that, and if, if used properly, if used as its intended definition states, you know, if you, you, consumer does not have the, the, the cash money um, to pay for their closing costs, that's what yield spread is for. 
um, and to make the educational, the financially um, education, uh, educational decision, they're going to take a look at, say, okay, well, if I take this much of a higher interest rate, my monthly payment is going to increase by X amount, and, you know, it, over, it'll take this amount of time effectively to pay off those closing costs that I rolled up into the mortgage. It's a, that's what a mortgage professional still needs to be in the middle of the transaction for to help a, a consumer guide them through that process, you know, because there's no technology, not enough technology in the world that is going to uh, be able to replace a mortgage professional's good advice like that. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my uh, guest this hour is Jeff Corbett, uh, who is a former mortgage industry insider, and now he's launched ratespeed.com, R-A-T-E speed.com, which is a, a mortgage search engine, as you can see, is giving you real-time information on what's happening so you can save yourself a lot of money and get yourself uh, a good mortgage. Uh, so there, his website is ratespeed.com. We'll be back after this. We talk about his money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790, and talk to the experts. We talk, talk money, money all the time. time. Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. We'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. now. Toll free 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Jeff Corbett, uh, who's a mortgage specialist. He's uh, just launching a new website called ratespeed.com, uh, the transparent mortgage search engine. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Thanks, Jordan. Glad to be here. I'd like to get a sense of your vision here. Of, as RateSpeed gets out there and consumers are seeing what's really going on, <coughs> mortgage industry is accepting this thing, how is this mortgage world going to be different than what we're used to today? How is it going to be different? It's going to get a lot leaner. <clears throat> the industry has been bloated and fat um, for many years now, which was uh, a result of the of the refi boom. Um, 
when you're, like I say, when you're able to drop a consumer's rate, uh, you know, one or two percent and still be able to make four points on a loan, you create very bloated business models, businesses that are used to making huge margins, huge rips on loans, and the business model in and around that can be very fast and loose, or was very fast and loose, and now during these, these, these tighter times when business is not nearly robust, you don't have the huge profit margins, a lot of these very bloated business models are the first ones that were you know, to close up. Um, the people who are still around are either one that had really good referral business or, you know, were firmly entrenched with a few real estate agencies, you know, and, and as far as getting referrals through that aspect. But what you're seeing now is you're more savvy business owners because just because you're a mortgage professional does not mean you're, you're necessarily a savvy business owner. And what these business owners are doing is retweaking their business models to get much leaner, much more efficient, much less bloated with, with labor, you know, where you're having 35 different, you know, mortgage professionals. You don't need that many in a mortgage shop in order to be successful. And I see a lot of mortgage um, uh, businesses adopting technologies like RateSpeed and others that improve those, those, those efficiency standards, that, that keep communication going with the consumer without having to have a person on necessarily on the other line for you know, certain aspects of the loan process, um, allowing a consumer to disseminate through information a lot quicker, um, really automating their internal processes so they can lean out, so they can afford to charge um, uh, far less money on a per loan basis. So this is why it's so threatening to the mortgage business, because the people who are living fat and happy are not going to be happy about what you're doing here, is what you're saying, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's not just, I mean, not just me. It's the way the industry is moving. This is kind of fast-tracked, the way it moves, but um, with rate speed. But the way I, I would tell a mortgage professional is you, you need to do. You need to take a look at your business model. You need to take a look at your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet. And you need to decide, I need to close X amount of loans per month at X amount of dollars per loan. Um, and drill into your business that way to understand, you know, uh, really what they need to do and how they need to perform in order to stay in business. If the certain amount of loans at the certain fee is, is not covering their bills, is not covering their labor, they need to look to start to trim that way. Um, and that's not, you know, uh, that, that's just a matter of fact of what's going on in the industry. Like I said, the, the bloat and the fat is all falling to the wayside uh, or needs to fall to the wayside. You can't run a business like you once did. Uh, it must be leaner. It must be much more efficient. And you must be much more efficient with, uh, for one, where you're getting your clients. Therefore, your, your lending tree models become less and less practical because they're so expensive. Um, and you need to begin to cultivate relationships and to cultivate business in different ways, much more efficient ways. One area I'm hearing a lot about these days in the mortgage business are these mortgage acceleration programs. Uh, the Money Merge account you may be familiar with. And there's some other ones out there. What is your opinion of those as an alternative for... Uh, people taking on mortgages in instead of traditional 30-year fixed-rate mortgages. You're talking about the, you said accelerated payments and so well, on and so forth. Well, this is where you, the, the uh, like the money merge account is one example of it, these so-called mortgage equity accelerators, where you use a first-line home equity line of credit, um, and you put your income into it, you pay your expenses out of it as a way yeah. of accelerating. You, you know what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's a few of them out there. Um, my personal opinion is they're very expensive. Um, the it's an automated process. They do work. I'm not going to say that they don't work. 
what the price for a lot of these 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 software packages is rather exorbitant versus you know what they're worth and what they're actually doing for you. Um, it is a way to to pay down your interest faster, pay your bills strategically, and it kind of walks you through step by step on how to do that. And they do work. Don't get me wrong. Um, could a consumer do it on their own? Sure. Would they do it on their own? Probably not. Um, so they do have merit in that respect. In my opinion, they're a little bit pricey. Um, that's because of the business models behind them. Um, I think you'll see a lot more, uh, much more cost-effective options coming out here in the future. Um, but for the consumer that doesn't have the time or necessarily the personal financial wherewithal or acumen to deal with that level of, of personal finance, you know, I think they're, they're a pretty solid option. Uh, the only program that um, I think is, and not a joke, but uh, if you're paying to do this, um, you're highly misdirected is the, is the bi-monthly payment. Mm -hmm. um, which really amounts to making two extra mortgage payments a year because if you pay every other week as opposed to every month, the way the weeks work out, you'll end up making two extra mortgage payments per year. That just logically pays down your interest a little bit faster uh, and your principal balance a little bit faster, and uh, it just accelerates the time period to which your loan closes. Well, what's uh, wrong with that? To where you pay off your loan, um, and you'll save X amount of interest, and, you know, it's, the end numbers look really appetizing, but it's a really simple process. Don't pay for uh, a bi-monthly payment, you know, option. Just go ahead and if you want to make your a half a mortgage payment every other uh, every other week instead of once a month, you'll achieve the same thing. So you're saying the fee that people charge to sign you up for a bi-weekly program is a waste? Yeah, I mean, you're just you're, you're paying you're paying a company to send them your mortgage payment to then they turn around and send to your mortgage company, which I think is risky in and of itself, because if you put a middleman in between you and making your mortgage payment, if that service provider, for whatever reason, a glitch in their system, um, they close, whatever the case may be, does not turn your money over to your mortgage company, you're looking at you know going late on your mortgage, and that will just destroy your credit score. Yeah. Um, okay, now there was a recent bill, uh, housing bill, that uh, has gone through law, that's been signed into law now, um, that was designed to prevent foreclosures basically from people who've had their mortgage rates go up, adjustable rates going up, and interest only becoming principal and interest and so on. But what is your um, assessment of the impact of that bill on the uh, mortgage and real estate market? You know, it's really am ambiguous at this point, at least from what I've been able to see. I haven't seen it gone into practice yet. Um, and, and really what it's going, you know, how it's going to benefit you know a consumer you know at the end of the day in theory it sounds great um, how this actually gets executed is a completely usually a completely different story there's so many of these things going on now and trying to help the consumer in so many different fashions um, you know what ends up working at the end of the day you know I think we're still in a real trial and error period so if somebody's in that situation. Uh, where they've had a mortgage for several years, things have been okay, uh, but now it's adjusting upwards to mm -hmm. levels that they can't afford and causing them to become delinquent and potentially have foreclosure and all that. What kind of advice would you give to them? Uh, contact your lender as soon as possible and, and demonstrate your situation uh, that you, are, you will not be able to afford this mortgage. It's almost like qualification for mortgage in reverse. Instead of trying to, instead of proving that you can indeed afford all of this with your bank account information and your W-2s, your income, and so on and so forth, 
you need to articulately lay out that indeed you can't just call up a mortgage company and say I can't afford my mortgage anymore I want you I want you to give me a break they're gonna pass you right off to their loss mitigation department or right onto the foreclosure department and you know just wash your hands of you more than likely if you come with a very articulately laid out package and show them look my mortgage is getting ready to adjust to the X amount of dollars per month. Here are my other bills per month. Here is what I'm making per month. You can obviously see that I cannot afford to make this payment. We need to work something out. Otherwise, you're going to have another foreclosure on your hands. Approaching a lender in a very practical, logical way like that and, and articulating your situation very clearly and very succinctly will get you a lot further than if you just call up and say, I can't afford my mortgage payment anymore. Um, and you'll find that they're, they're likely to, to, if indeed your situation dictates it, to work out with you. I see a lot of people nowadays um, who can afford to keep their mortgage. Their payment is going up and it's uncomfortable. But I see people abusing these systems as well, and especially investors who picked up a home at the you know the the peak of the appreciation curve, and you know now that you know their cash flows aren't what they used to be, or um, you know their their margins are just so much thinner, they're trying to take advantage of the system and just saying, hey, I want you to readjust my mortgage because you know I'm not making as much money as I used to, or they're just you know completely walking away from their from their responsibility and just leaving the house go. Um, so I, or people can afford, still afford the mortgages. It's like I say, it's just a little bit more expensive. They don't want to pay it, um, so they want to break. Um, and that's not what it's for. It's for the people who really are in, in jeopardy in, of losing their home and can't make those payments. Um, so, you know, I see, I, can, I see it going both ways. I see people abusing the system. I see people who really need it, who don't uh, articulate their situation really well. Um, and unfortunately, it is the savvier group, um, you know, the people who can't afford it, um, that really ruin it for everybody because they will try to game the system and it just makes it that much harder for the guy who really does need the help. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break now. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Jeff Corbett, uh, who's launched a new website called ratespeed.com, R-A-T-E speed.com, which is a, a mortgage search engine that's going to revolutionize the mortgage business and help people really get great deals on their mortgages. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, 401ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now toll free. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve total wealth management. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. 
Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Money, money, up-to-date business and financial news. Money, money, call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. Uh, My guest this hour is Jeff Corbett, uh, who's uh, just founded a new uh, website called RateSpeed.com, the transparent mortgage search engine. Uh, Welcome back, Jeff. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, we've talked a lot about this from the consumer point of view. Uh, what are some of the advantages of uh, using rate speed as a mortgage professional? And, and what is your business model? How are you going to make money from this? Um, okay, how we make money is we charge a setup and a monthly hosting fee. Uh, very reasonable on both ends. It's not a lead generation tool uh, or anything like that. Um, but let me, t- let me segue in a little bit and how it works for the mortgage professional. It's a, it's a web-based application that is hosted on their websites, on a mortgage professional's website. We have a rendition running on ratespeed.com right now so you can see exactly how it works and, and go through and mortgage professionals can get a good feel of the accuracy of the information that's coming back. But the end use for this, and this is something that will be launched by the beginning of next week, is you'll start seeing these ratespeed applications featured on mortgage professionals' websites or blog sites. It's meant to be housed and hosted there. Um, So it draws a lot of traffic to that individual broker's website. Um, It's quite an efficiency tool for them as well because uh, the way a traditional mortgage pricing situation goes is a consumer, I'm a mortgage professional, a consumer gives me a call, they give me the information that um, rate speed is collecting. I must then turn around and go to four or five or ten different lenders upload all of this information that the consumer has given me, take those results from those 10 different lenders, disseminate through and find out who's got the best pricing, you know, based on this consumer's information, and then turn around and come back to that with the cons- back to the consumer with that, you know, and, and, and hopefully sell the mortgage. And RateSpeed does all this automatically. Uh, it's a, really a shot bot. Um, when I say search engine, it really is a search engine, just a very niche search engine for uh, uh, a particular broker's lender database. That's another um, unique uh, aspect of it is for the mortgage professional that's running it, we configure the application to only talk to their wholesale lenders, the ones that they are approved with. So the rates that are coming through this, this, this application uh, are only returning rates from lenders that they have a relationship with. So when a consumer sees these rates and they see these rates, they know that they're, they're, they're the rates and the programs that they can deliver on. There's one aspect of rate speed that um, mortgage professionals get to see and consumers don't. And this is just to eliminate some confusion on the consumer's behalf. When a consumer clicks through that they're interested in a given rate that they see on the results page of the of the application, the rate speed application, um, they see the programs and they see the rates and they see the pricing, but the mortgage professional gets an, an almost identical email on their side and it shows the same rates and same programs, but it also gives that lender that was providing that information. So instead of them having to go through the 10 different lenders and price out 10 different scenarios with the 10 different lenders, 
this aspect, this application shops these 10 different letters automatically, pulls back the best case pricing. So, for example, on a, on a very granular level, let's say the consumer is really interested in a 30-year fixed program, at 6%, Countrywide may be offering the best rate or the best pricing. At 6 and an eighth, that's generating some yield spread, it may be Wells Fargo. At 6 and a quarter, it may be Flagstar, and so on and so forth. So it's a, it's a really nice efficiency tool for the mortgage professional because they get to see not only um, uh, you know the interest rate and program, but exactly what lender is offering at that price. So it saves them. You know, you're talking probably 45 minutes to an hour's worth of time happens in five seconds. Uh, you know, from from their perspective, um, which like I say, allows them to focus on the consumers that they have rather than kind of chasing their tail and pricing out loan scenarios. Um, you know, it, 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 it's quite the efficiency tool in that regard. So it's really going to make the whole market much more transparent and. Uh, not hiding all these fees that are, that are going on now is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because they have, again, the mortgage professional has no ability to manipulate, change, augment the, the pricing information that the that the consumer sees. Um, it, it truly is a 100% uh, transparency tool for the uh, for the consumer. They can be, uh, uh, they can take great solace and, and put great trust in the information that they see come through. Um, just a real interesting um, sidebar is, you know, you really can't fake the information or you can't fake the results within the within the application. A real quick story, I had a guy give me a call saying that he priced his stuff out, his, his situation out on rate speed, and he got about a 3% higher rate than he was being quoted by four other mortgage professionals. Uh, asked him what his scenario was. I pulled up his, um, his information and quickly identified. I'm like, well, it's a it's a 92% loan to value based on your loan amount and all of your other factors. Above a 90% LTV is going to you know trigger a much higher interest rate. And he's like, well, yeah, the mortgage professionals I talked to kind of pointed that out, but they said they could work around it. And to which I told you know be really careful because you can't work around loan to value issues in the mortgage industry. And unless that they're planning on your appraisal coming in much higher, um, or you're going to bring a lot more money to closing, um, so that's kind of like the proof in the pudding, so to speak. You can't the the, the application is not going to lie to you. And at the end of the day, what happened with this guy was the mortgage the mortgage guys on the other end came through saying, well, yeah, it's going to be X amount of percent higher for your interest rate, or you're going to have to bring seven thousand dollars to closing. Yeah, that's good. Um, what is your outlook for the credit crunch here? I mean, you, what you're talking about doing is going to make even make it even tougher for mortgage uh, brokers and, and mortgage bankers in many cases. Um, a, a recent statistic I heard was about 50% of people applying for mortgages are getting turned down today that would have gotten a mortgage a year ago or so. Is your sense that the credit crunch is going to continue to intensify, or is it going to ease up at some point soon? Um, I, when you say credit crunch... My definition of credit crunch is the industry is no longer giving away nonsensical or performing nonsensical lending. You know, a year or two ago, um, as recently as that, the underwriting criteria and the underwriting standards were so loose and fast that people who should not be getting mortgages were getting mortgages. We have moved back. It's tightened, I think, a little bit too much. There's kind of a knee-jerk reaction when a lot of these default rates started coming in. 
But we've gone back to far more make sense lending. You have to have at least a 5% down payment. You have to have a credit score that's, you know, 620 or better. You have to have a debt to income, you know, that's lower than 45%. These are all measures that were put in place a long time ago by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to make sure that the people who were purchasing homes could actually afford them and sustain that payment and, and keep their homes. Um, so you have a lot of people yelling and screaming because credit has gotten so hard to come by in the mortgage industry. We've been spoiled for about five years. They were giving money away. People who are, are, are having trouble finding loans now um, you know, probably are not in a situation to where they should be purchasing a home. Um, and I think, like I say, it's a little bit tighter now than it will be. I think you'll see an ease up come probably within the next year or so. Uh, as far as the market is concerned, I think we're scraping bottom right now. Um, I think we'll continue to scrape bottom probably through the end of the year. And uh, I think you'll see start to see you know a, a relatively nice uptick um, beginning of to mid two thousand nine when I think you'll see uh, you know a lot of this 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 flesh out of these of these loans that probably should have never been made in the first place, kind of recorrecting themselves and getting back to a, a little bit of stability. So you're saying the home ownership rate, which got up to about 70% at the peak, is going to be coming down because a lot of people who in the past could have gotten owned homes are not going to be able to do that in the future. That's exactly correct. It's an unfortunate reality. Um, people who got in, like I say, people who got into loans uh, you know, a few years ago, a lot of times they squeezed in. They would wait for, you know, the interest rates. To, they were dropping to historic lows, you know, sub 5%. And, I, I mean, I personally know of hundreds of situations where when an interest rate dropped by an eighth of, percent, eighth of a percent on, like, a three-year arm, it brought their debt-to-income level low enough to where they now qualified for the mortgage. Now, at a time of, you know, you're picking up your, your, your home in an interest rate in time of historical lows and your, and your rate is only fixed for three years and you just barely squeezed into that mortgage, what happens when it adjusts, even up just an eighth or a quarter of a percent, which they definitely have? You no longer qualify. So, you know, it was, there was just this, this fever pitch of, of pitching the American dream of home ownership there a few years ago that, you know, everybody qualifies, everybody deserves the right of a, the American dream of home ownership, and they were pitching that so hard. And, you know, people were coming in droves, and they're people that would have never normally qualified. And it was just, you know, blood in the streets, so to speak. Um, we've now moved back to much more traditional style lending that existed prior to 2003. And yeah, not everybody qualifies. 70% home ownership is ridiculously high, um, you know, under the conditions that, that, that mortgages were being lent at. Um, you know, home ownership, you know, is not for anybody. It's for the financially responsible, for the people who can afford this, for the people who plan for this. Okay. And all of that logical stuff, all of that logical thought just went out the window, you know, quite a few years ago. Very good. Well, it's really been fascinating. Uh, my guest this hour has been uh, Jeff Corbett. Uh, you can visit his website, ratespeed.com, R-I-T-E, speed.com, to look at really a, a fascinating, revolutionary uh, mortgage search engine. Thanks very much for being on the show, Jeff. Thank you, Jordan. Really appreciate it. And we'll be back again next week. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.